Welcome to Too Soon with Ralph and Taylor. Uh, this is a podcast. This is the inaugural episode of the podcast. Uh, we're new to the Spider Duck Network. You may have heard us on this week's episode of Trevor and Ian Talk Show. Um, Ralph and Taylor are two people who uh, are going to talk about um, pop culture, pop news, and political events. And uh, we are not um, really authorized to talk about any of those things. <laughs> we do not do much research. Uh, uh, and we will look at a news story and then just basically start talking about it without having read the whole thing. Yeah, I'm going to be honest. I really don't know. I just don't know things. So it's really just going to be like you reading me like news stories, me going, yeah, that sounds about right. I'm only qualified because I do research at a library <laughs> once in a while. And I'm only qualified because I have a lot of opinions on things. And they're not correct they're at all, like, ever. They're the least they're correct thing. based in severely racist <laughs> stereotypes and something he read in a Dungeons & Dragons <laughs> manual once. Um, okay, so basically the format of the podcast is going to be we talk about uh, different headlines, might not be very popular things, uh, just weird news from around the internets. Uh, they can be things don't, you may have heard call about. It the internet. I, I do that. Series That's what of, I do. The series internet. of tubes. It, it is. Oh, that, yes. I read an article. This is this is a good it's a good branch in the book. First thing we're talking about. Uh, there's a book, and I can't think of what it is, but they were promoting it on NPR because I listened to NPR because I'm 30. <laughs> They're the worst. And, uh, talking about how actually it's not incorrect that the internet is a series of tubes. Uh, there are actually a lot of wires and cables underneath of the ocean floor that may one day need to be replaced, actually. Um, and, uh, yeah, so there there are wires and tubes. Just, and, uh, you buy the box. You buy, you buy the, the, the internet box, and it makes internet for you through a series of small mammals that run on wheels inside of the box. That's how I assume the no, internet works. They connect to the Hydron Collider at CERN, and the, when they start it up, they're trying to make the internet real. All the things on the internet would be in our world, and we'd so be the internet. They've, they've, they've hooked us all up to the Hadron Collider, Super whatever, Super Hadron something. It's just whatever. the Hadron Collider. Okay. Uh, but it's I want it to be super, okay? No, it's just the I Hadron I want it to be collider. better than just the Hadron Collider. Anyway, the Super Hadron up, Collider is what an evil genius will make one day. They're trying to create, recreate the Big Bang, but they're probably just going to create a black hole or whatever. I don't know science. But I am assuming they're going to take all the terrible comments from the internet and put it into one big vat of like terrible comments, like just like racist, vile things people <laughs> would say, and that'll create the black hole that eventually destroys us. But Gangnam Style. <laughs> mm. Gangnam Style. Come on. I assume that people who are listening to this will be from around the area. There is a school called Franciscan. Uh, apparently... Uh, Princeton I mean, University is known you, sort of yes. the least all yes. over the country. Yes, like they have like we live twenty minutes away from it. Yes, so you all know of Franny's and how awful they are. I was working at a nondescript location, so you can't come and threaten me. Uh, <laughs> and I heard Franny's talking. They are replaced. This the new trend there to replace uh this the lyric Gangnam style with Sodom style, like Sodom and Gomorrah, apparently. I don't know why that's a fucking thing. I have not thing. heard that as yeah, a thing, but that makes me disgusted. Maybe it's just them, but I assume that they all just get together like on whatever night and they just talk about the same shit. Cause they all they like, have the same fucking not not all people who go to Franciscan are terrible. Just these people who are just like, hey, we wear sandals and shorts and whatever. Like <laughs> they do oh, always travel in groups like yes. they're disciples. And they don't buy anything. They're no. the worst people. They drink water when they come to yeah. bars and they don't tip. Yeah. Franny, start tipping and we'll talk good about you on the podcast. <laughs> 
speaking of news that will anger Franny's, um, Mitt Romney uh, made a comment about uh, airplanes. <laughs> he doesn't know how airplanes work. I don't know if you guys knew that. Um, Mitt Romney, uh, his wife was was uh, on a plane that had an electrical fire or whatever. And I do have the do have the, the I have the exact quote. Pulled okay, up. you can pull that up. Uh, he was uh, giving a stump speech, and somebody asked him about how his wife was holding up after the scare on her private aircraft. And uh, Romney said, "When you have a fire in an aircraft, there's no place to go. Exactly, there's no place to go, and you can't find any oxygen from outside the aircraft to get in the aircraft because the windows don't open. I don't know why they don't do that." It's a real problem. <laughs> Mitt Romney speaking at a Beverly Hills fundraiser, September 22nd, 2012. Now, this blew up on the Internet, so anyone <laughs> listening to this has probably heard this quote. He's been beaten up enough about it. And a lot of the beating up has been about the fact that, oh, he doesn't understand that, you know, if he puts the windows up, that, you know, you can either be sucked from the aircraft or the air pressure would knock mm-hmm. you out almost immediately. My takeaway from it was that oxygen feeds a fire. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> even if, let's assume, let's put aside the fact that the, that, the, that the laws of physics and how high of an altitude you are, you can't breathe if you're breathing that air at that height in our altitude. Oxygen feeds fire. Like in the second grade, we had a fire drill, and our teacher appointed someone to close the windows. <laughs> I, know, I mean, I, I don't know if anybody else remembers this or not. It's so, like, I can understand, like, if Mitt Romney didn't know, like, how, like, the airplane engine worked or, like, something like that. Like, he didn't know the specifics of something. But opening the windows on an aircraft to get rid of a fire or whatever the fuck he was, whatever point he was trying to say, that's trailer park meth logic. <laughs> Pretty much. That is, like, Pretty oh, much. no, just open the windows, it's going to be fine. Let's <laughs> not think this through at all. My meth lab exploded. <laughs> open more windows. Uh, and this is not to be, like... Uh, vote for Barack Obama like vote however you want to vote this is a non-political thing but I think when someone with two major degrees from Ivy League universities uh, doesn't understand why the um, air pressure on an airplane cabinet is sealed and you cannot open windows I don't know that they should be holding the highest office in the country Um, but that's just me that's how my brain works uh I don't know. Any other any other I thoughts on this one? Like, I can't, like, even, like, comment. Like, if we're on the topic of Mitt Romney, like, I can never comment on the, the Mormonism thing because I have friends who are Mormon. I'm not oh, going to... I'm not going to... Yeah. Joke about his religion. I It's funny to me, yeah. but I also am not superstitious and held to weird beliefs. But my thing is, is that this isn't, if anybody said this, I'd parade them <laughs> up and down. Yeah. Like if gonna... you said this for the next week, I'd be showing up at your house making fun of you. I, I just, my point was that while Mormonism, there are rumors and things, but Obviously, it's not the most scientific savvy, like, Well, religion. I think if she just would have been wearing the magic underwear, the, the airplane <laughs> captain would can't attack you when you have you magic underwear. You. When you've got the gold plates and uh, the uh, spirit of uh, Moroni Mag- hovering over your shoulder. <laughs> magical seeing stone. Another the magical seeing stone, yes. That is, that, what? Okay, Mormonism sounds like 
a chapter in a J.K. Rowling novel, basically, okay? <laughs> They've got the Deathly Hallows in a hat, and they're reading from a stone. I'm just hoping that someday someone will use Harry Potter, like people have used the Book of Latter-day Saints or whatever. Possibly. Possibly. Oh, my goodness. That's how L. Ron Hubbard got famous. Yeah. Yeah. His, like, his, this is another news story, so it pertains to it or whatever. L. Ron's, L. Ron Hubbard's, like, grandson or something came out, like, the other day or something. I, I only really know what I read on Reddit headlines. Gotcha. But... Incredible, incredible son, or just don't just don't listen to me. Just tune out right now. Uh, he said that, the, like, he came out and said that, like, Elron Hubbard admitted openly to people that weren't part of his religion that it was a crock of shit, mm-hmm. and people are still like, "Oh no, it's totally, it's totally real." Once you plant the seed, I think in yeah. some people, and this is not to get too philosophical. Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm going to reveal a lot of my thoughts about personal belief i think it's great if people have them and it makes you feel better um but if you if you tell somebody something at a young enough age they're going to have a seed of that their entire lives completely impossible so whether it's scientology or worshiping a stick on a tree in your backyard (laughs) you tell a three-year-old that that's their personal (laughs) god and for the rest of their life they'll feel guilty when they doubt it so that's that's all that's my two cents on it but mormonism is basically like when people make fun of scientology I point to Mormonism and go, there's credibility to Mormonism now. In about 100 years, Scientology will not be as made fun of and it'll be something else. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of sad. Yeah. It's a slippery All right. So the audience (laughs) that we didn't lose, (laughs) Frannies and uh, more Frannies by talking about the religion thing. Uh, Taylor had a uh, story I believe he wanted to uh, talk about. Um, They should lose the other half. A 14-year-old girl in a nondescript part of, uh, of America that I can't remember right now. Uh, hat didn't she was pregnant 14 year 14 years old which is already ridiculous like that that is already ridiculous uh didn't tell any of her family that she was pregnant and then when she had the baby strangled it to death with the umbilical cord while it was still attached to her which is really the way to go like if you're like if you're like I don't want anyone to know about this baby <laughs> like you strangle it's it with a it. very clean crime yeah. you know but I don't I don't know like specific details I once again only read like a headline whatever okay so I'm bad at this I'm really bad at this but you just keep vamping and I'm going to google <laughs> news it <laughs> It's like Alyssa Goodwin or something, something like that. I'm probably totally off. Uh, But, like, it just got me kind of thinking, like, if you were pregnant and you didn't tell anyone, if you just, like, if you just, like, like, hid away for a little bit and then you killed that baby and you could, and, like, you were a sociopath so you didn't feel anything, like, if you, you didn't feel remorse or anything, you could totally get away with extinguishing a human life and no one would ever be able to judge you for it. That is awesome. <laughs> well, um, her name was Cassidy Goodson uh, of Florida. Uh, she delivered a baby boy in her parents' bathroom and then strangled the infant to death, hiding his body in a box, basically hoping that on trash day, the father remembered to take the baby out to the curb. Uh, she was charged with first degree murder and aggravated child abuse in connection with the death of her newborn son. Uh, they're trying to decide whether or not to charge her as an adult. And really, I think when you not only have a child and then commit the crime to consciously murder that child, I think it's a foregone conclusion that you should be tried as an adult. No. Her no. son was still connected to her, by the way. She didn't even yeah. have the sense to cut the umbilical yeah. cord. Which is like, you know, like some mothers like breastfeed to feel closer to the child. Mm-hmm. That's like one step more. Um, yeah, that's um, 
That's that's some like I I do have to give her credit for that. That's some badass shit. That's some like weird if, David Fincher esque like. If MacGyver was going to abort a baby, <laughs> I feel that's the way he'd do it. That was quick thinking. How long does it say how long the baby was alive? Oh God, this she delivered awful. the baby. Well, it was still attached. Her, I assume she didn't go to work for the next week. For the baby. <laughs> oh no, that isn't anything. Don't worry like, about that. Next week it won't even be a problem. Like she's just standing one day holding the umbilical cord. She's like. <laughs> Hmm. When she looks at the baby and back at the umbilical cord. <laughs> what if? I would love it if the baby had lived to be like 18, graduated high school, still attached to her womb. And on graduation day, he comes off of the podium with his degree in hand and goes, look, mom, look, I graduated high school. Aren't you proud of me? Dead silent stare. Strangles with the umbilical cord. She's waited 18 years for that day. You You ruined my life! You You only graduated in the 50th percentile! (laughs) If you knew anything about science, Ralph, you would know that the umbilical cord detaches itself naturally after like a while. Not if you don't gnaw it off. Isn't that true? I I heard that was a true story. You have to to, to gnaw it off (laughs) with your own teeth. With your own teeth. That's that's what they do now, right? Or it's like steel. Yeah, yeah. It just just, stays in there. Uh, she stuffed a towel in her, her own mouth and turned on a faucet so her parents wouldn't hear any noise. So the same thing I do when I don't want people to hear me pee, she did to kill a baby. And I feel like we're connected. I feel like we have a connection now. Uh, she showered with the dead infant. So that's something fun. I think Sid Vicious did that with Nancy after a heroin overdose. I'm almost positive. Um, she um, placed his body in a box, which she buried in the dirty laundry in her room. So her mother... <laughs> what most people do with, yeah, like, vodka. You have any dresses you need me to wash, honey? Oh, here's your dead baby. I guess I'll throw this in for to refresh. You want me to start your baby? It's basically the conversation in that house. <laughs> That's some dirty laundry, if you ask me. Am I right? Am I right? Am I right? Oh! That was the O break <laughs> brought to you by Ed McMahon. We don't Sports. have a button for that yet. Like a, like a we need sound effects. I feel like we're going to need sound effects at some point. <laughs> um, this was my favorite story from this past week. Um, I, I knew when we were going to do a, a podcast, this was something we were going to talk about because I want to build up to the punchline of this. So a woman, Caitlin Hunter, uh, survived a near fatal car accident. Hold on. That's not the funny part. <laughs> Uh, I think it's pretty funny. She found herself battling a devastating bacterial infection in her colon. So basically, she's in the hospital for months and months and months. And uh, she was on all these antibiotics to stave off the infection of all the treatments and things they were doing to her while she was in the hospital. So she didn't get secondary infections and all that. Uh, and anyone who has taken first year medical classes can tell you that antibiotics not only take away the bad bacteria, but also the good bacteria that exists in your stomach and your colon um, and helps you poop <laughs> and stay healthy and regulated and all that. So anyway, she's in the hospital for a few months. Um, She developed C. diff, uh, which is a disease that infects your colon. Uh, It's short for uh, Clostridium difficile, which I'm going to go ahead and say that's the pronunciation. If a med student would like to correct me, that would be great. Um, So she's in the hospital. She developed C. diff. Uh, They thought they had it taken care of. She gets on a plane to go back home, gets off, gets kind of nauseous, gets sick, goes back to the hospital. Basically, 
she's going to die. Mm. They can't share C. diff is so bad. So, and here comes the punchline. To fix her C. diff and her bacterial issues, some doctor who will be getting a Nobel Prize for this <laughs> this year, I promise you, figured out in the first recorded case of this being done by anybody ever that wasn't filming a human centipede movie, <laughs> transplanted her mother's fecal matter into her daughter's colon. Poop and butts. He put poop from one butt and put it in another butt, and it saved her life. How is that not the coolest thing you've ever heard of, slash most disgusting thing you've ever if heard of? If you're going to, like, pioneer something, I'd hope it'd be a little more highbrow than that. But okay, I'll take it. Any argument this girl has with her mom from now on, I don't want to wash my car. I don't want to iron my clothes. I pooped in your butt, <laughs> so you will do what I say. <laughs> like, that's... Fantastic! How who thinks of that? So they gave her an additional round of antibiotics <laughs> and one fecal matter transplant. <laughs> I want to know: Is there anywhere else you could transplant fecal matter that it would save you? We're gonna find out. Into your <laughs> so here comes the part of the show where I poop in Taylor's <laughs> mouth. We find out if he has any positive effects from it. <laughs> <laughs> We'll be pooping back and forth forever. <laughs> um, so, yeah, so they, uh, they put poop into a young girl's butt. Thoughts? Um, I don't know because it's just my, like when I think about it, my brain just starts screaming. I can't process that information. But science, man, science. Yes, sometimes. science. Science. Indeed. Is, there's there's Indeed. my point for the day, science. Um. <laughs> Another thing science did this week, which this falls into the why are we spending money on this <laughs> category, uh, eggs apparently can reveal your personality type. Did you know this? Uh, I did not know this, but I assume it's probably the same thing as a Sex in the City test. So I'm going to go ahead and assume that this was funded by people who really are just looking for shit to do. This this story is sponsored by weed. I promise you drugs are involved in some way. A new study claims that a person's preference in the way their eggs are cooked can be used to predict their personality, job, and sex drive. So how do you like your eggs fried or fertilized? <laughs> Said the great turquoise. Chief. That is, if we were a television show, that would be like the little like bar at the top. How do you like it? Yeah, we can get turquoise Jeep to come on the show. Sponsor I think us, they please. would. I honestly think they would. Um, <laughs> researchers from the Mind Lab International. <laughs> that sounds like a terrible, like villainous, like really underground volcano <laughs> laboratory. See how people like their eggs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've claimed to have uncovered the statistical relationship. They interviewed one thousand and ten. The extra 10 were a control group, apparently. <laughs> Adults across the United Kingdom. Of course it happened in Britain. They really have nothing better to do. Besides watch the Queen fart on national television or whatever it is they do over there. Um, questions about both their egg preferences and aspects of their lifestyle. The British Egg Council, which is a thing That's I just found thing. out exists, published the findings which assigns five personality types. Poached, fried, scrambled, boiled, and omelets. <laughs> now, let's just use context clues here. What do you think someone who describes himself as an omelet, what do you think their personality type is? Um, hmm. I'm really going to think about this. I'm going to go ahead and assume uh, erratic behavior. 
Continue. Um, erratic behavior. Like, really unpredictable, which is also erratic behavior. Um, probably, like, a lone wolf. Actually, the exact opposite. Really? Omelet eaters are said to be reliable, well-organized, more likely to live longer, and less likely to get divorced. Oh, this is the shitty, like, horoscope of the future, isn't it? Just Basically. Like, yeah. <laughs> Today's forecast for poached. <laughs> you will meet a tall, dark stranger, and also probably eat a poached egg, because we hear you're into that. So... <laughs> So we're predicting the future on this episode, which is the Mormonism or Scientology will just be like Mormonism where there's actual like credit to it and eggs will determine what you're like. Yes. Um, For those that are curious, poached egg eaters are typically older, happier and more likely to be socially outgoing and wear decorative clothing. Uh, Boiled egg eaters are more likely to be women. (laughs) Just not a personality trait, (laughs) a gender. So to bring it back around. If your baby comes out of the womb liking boiled eggs, strangle it with your umbilical cord. (laughs) Boiled eggs are more likely to be women and, and this is where the story gets sexist, have a tendency to be more disorganized, careless, and impulsive. Yeah. So male scientists did this study (laughs) who were mad at their wives. That bitch eats boiled eggs every day. I'm going to do a study that proves she's a damn person. Like, that's what I want to know. Happen. Fried egg eaters are most likely to be male, have a wider array of sexual experience, and my favorite thing, come from Scotland. So now Scottish male. Let's extrapolate this study. Scottish male scientists <laughs> who have very large libidos and want to boast about their sexual prowess and hate their wives did this study. So they really had just like two variables in this story, and then they're like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just make everything up. One scientist who came downstairs, his wife made him a boiled egg, and he goes, I told you I wanted fried. And then he goes, I'm going to do a study. Okay. Let's just I'm for a Sean second. Connery. We've, we've recently recorded the... Uh, Trevor and Ian podcast. <laughs> Ralph cannot do do voices. I'm for good shit. at impressions. I'm terrible at world voices. If, a Sco- world. if every Scottish person sounded like Bill Cosby, you oh, would be laddie. spot on. Laddie. Right. That's Scottish, right? Oh, laddie. Oh, laddie. Oh, laddie. Oh, no, that's terrible. That's now we got it. We nailed it. Um, omelet eaters, reliable. The the uh, study also found that your star sign, your employment status, and where you were born in your family also can be linked back to your egg preference. So if you've got like 20 kids like the Duggars, you're making different <laughs> eggs every day. You're making like, this one wants poached, this one wants fried. I don't know what the hell Johnny's up to. It's a weird story. Taylor, do you do you have any other uh, stories you like to talk about? Uh, I don't. Oh, I have a real quick one that, they, that, that you'll be able to uh, comment on. This isn't even a weird story. It's just the headline that I loved. <laughs> Bald Eagle hit by semi-truck released back into the wild. <laughs> I want the subtitle of this headline to be immediately hit by another semi-truck. <laughs> Bald Eagle's worldview filled with semi-trucks. <laughs> <laughs> so this endangered animal is flying over I-95 in Pittsfield. Which, is a, great, is. which is a great place for an endangered animal to be, where murderous vehicles are. It's apparently in Maine. Uh, the bald eagle was first introduced to the folks from the Department of Inland Fisheries and Wildlife about five years ago. Um, 
They attached ID bands to its feet. Fast forward to September 20th. The bird was on the side of the highway. Probably flew up into a vehicle going by. <laughs> probably. I hear it was a semi. It zigged when it should have zagged. <laughs> that was a quote from someone from the Animal Preservation Society. If you zig when you're supposed to zag, you're going to have a bad time. Uh, so they thought the bird was dead. And somebody said, oh, no, it's blinking, <laughs> which is a weird sentence. You say that in a murder. It's still alive just to throw it into the air and see if it flies. <laughs> which before the dead baby shower, I'm sure the woman said, oh, no, it's blinking. <laughs> um, they hurt the eagle. They took it to the avian haven. Which is a thing. Uh, they got an X-ray, found no broken bones. <laughs> Fuck it, it's fine. Birds do have hollow bones. <laughs> um, so they rescued this bald eagle. Everything's fine. Um, no word on whether or not it has been hit by another car. It seems to be doing okay. <laughs> uh, yeah. I don't. Why don't we just see and destroy? Like, why don't we just like destroy, like incinerate all the endangered animals? So we don't have to worry about them anymore. That's like, like it feels like God knows what He wants to do with it. Like, and we're just like, no, God. So your solution for endangered animals is just destroy it. You know, like you hear so about we playing stop God, worrying like about when it. like a scientist creates like a half lizard, half like woman monster in a lab, and you're like, that's I've not bad read the story, but that's, I want to. I'm assuming it's happened somewhere in like the, the Nordic <laughs> areas of the world, but like that's bad playing God. Why Good playing Nordic? God is when you. Why the Nordic? Area? Okay, they all have accents. They're all like they have like like the little like sleek like blonde comb over, and they want. They're like, okay, our Nordic women are tall and they have jagged bones. I want something that is sexy but can also like like regenerate a tail if it loses its tail. You know, and I got you. And that's what they do. They they go to their little like they eat their sausage and stuff and they go things and then they (laughs) and then they they create monster hybrids. But that's bad playing. When my 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 original point before you interrupted me was that that is bad playing god good playing god is when you like stone a bald eagle to death <laughs> that's good and playing then, god and then you can like imagine like endangered you stone it to death with its own egg <laughs> that i mean that's like double the god you could be so you're better than actual god so you actually get to become god then if you murder an endangered animal with its own offspring you ascend to like a heaven. i think you gain its powers right you know how like you know how like buddha had to like sit under a tree for seven years and eat like a leaf full of rice every day for his entire life to like ascend to nirvana (laughs) all we have to do he's a chump all we had to do was murder endangered animals and you ascend to a heavenly state Okay. Yeah. I agree with that. Yeah. I agree with that. Now, what about animals murdering people? What happens if an animal eats a person? Uh, we try the trial by fire, and <laughs> uh, we embarrass them on public television. We put them on, like, a talk show, like a Jerry Springer-type talk show, and we, like, make them feel fat or something. I don't know. I don't know, okay? We just embarrass them, and, like, embarrassment is, like, worse because it's, like... Okay. Embarrassment is worse than, um, like being murdered so like we can embarrass it and then like it's last like couple years of life is just like shunned from society and then we murder it okay yeah 
I think I think about this a lot while I'm in the shower. Well, that segues into this uh, other weird story that uh, we have since we're talking about animals with the bald eagles. With the um, bald eagles. With the bald eagles. <laughs> and they're eating off people in semi-trucks <laughs> with the jello and the pudding. See, I can do Bill Cosby. That's I the just, only one. That and Christopher Walken. I cannot do anything else that's Jamaican <laughs> or Scottish or Hopefully whatever. by the end of the season, Ralph has got a good Scottish accent. I'm going to perfect the Scottish accent. I'm going to listen to a lot of the uh, actor who played uh, Desmond on Lost. Um, a farmer was eaten by his own pigs. What? Yes, this is a this is a fantastic story of nature conquering man <laughs> who was farming them to eat. I mean, here's the thing. You can't try the pigs in a court of law because they was really, you can say it was in self-defense because we knew what the farmer's endgame was. So an investigation is underway. <laughs> I think the story is over. A farmer was mauled by pigs on his farm. A 70-year-old farmer, Terry Garner, went out to feed his animals in Coos County, uh, Oregon, but never returned home. A family member found the farmer's dentures and pieces of his body in the pig enclosure hours later. Now, why do I assume he faked his death? <laughs> he, like, he cut off a couple pieces and then threw his dentures over and said, I hate my wife. I'm getting out of here. I'm going to go do a study about how she eats her eggs or something. Most Bring it of, back around. Most of his body has um, been consumed uh, district attorney, there's a district attorney representing this case, by the way. Paul Frazier said it's possible that Garner may have had a heart attack or a similar medical emergency. But they're also looking at the possibility that the 50 stone pigs might have convoluted a plan to knock the farmer over. That's in the story. I'm not making this up. They're, they're, they're looking into the possibility that this was planned by the pigs in some kind of E.B. White, Charlotte's Web, dark fan fiction where the spider convinced the pig to kill the farmer. This is like the viral marketing for a reimagining of Charlotte's Web. It really is. Or Animal Farm. It's Tim Burton's Charlotte's Web. <laughs> uh, for all we know, it was a horrific accident, but it's so weird we have to look at all the possibilities. Said the district attorney. <laughs> Don't get in legal trouble in Oregon. They will look at every angle. Uh, Garner's brother, Michael, spoke of how only last year, his brother was bitten by a large sow after Terry accidentally stepped on a piglet. So two things come out of that sentence. <laughs> it was revenge for stepping on the piglet. But it took a whole year. They were plotting it. Well, they got a taste of blood, basically. <laughs> Much like you don't bleed into shark-infested waters, never let a pig bite you, because they'll spend a whole year thinking of how tasty you might be. <laughs> Uh, so they're having his remains now examined by a forensic anthropologist, which brings me to the question of the week. If one animal could eat you, which would it be and why? <laughs> if you could have one animal eat your flesh, tear it away from the skin while you're still alive. So this is a question for what me. What cute little animal would would you want to do that to you? <laughs> This is the question for me then, or is it is it, is it post This is for you. This is for okay. you. Oh, huh. readers can weigh in at Spider Duck yeah. Network. Oh, we will have a comment section if you would like to weigh in on what animal you would like to eat you and why. Um, <laughs> I'm like I, I just I know awkward silences are bad for podcasts, but I'm just I'm thinking. Talk us through. Talk us through. Thinking. Your, okay. Your decision. Shark is too obvious. Tiger is too obvious. Leopard is too obvious. Uh, birds too obvious. It's like they just peck you and whatever. I want like I want something that's like more interesting. Mine would be a sex panther. Sex panther. <laughs> a griffin. You know what? I think 
I'm not ruling out mythical creatures. <laughs> if a unicorn... A unicorn me to death? would not eat a I human feel like being. it'd be gentle. We would horn me first. Like, yeah, would horn you. But they don't, have taste. They, don't, they don't have a taste for human blood. They don't want human blood. They have unicorn blood in them. Why wouldn't they want human blood in them, too? You don't know They're, that. No, I know. I know unicorns. I'm, <laughs> I'm personal friends with unicorns. I'm thinking... Um, uh, uh, I think covered by ants would be cool. Like, covered by, like, fire ants that want to eat your flesh. Because, like, then you would look like TV fuzz. Like right before you die, like you look like oh, and then like you could like do like a, like someone could film you being eaten, and then they could show it in like science classes, all like that fucking fox that they made me look at in seventh grade all the time, which was just like the fox being eaten by like maggots and shit. <laughs> so I'm thinking fire ants, fire ants, and because it would be awesome. Do you have any idea how terrible that would be? No, I mean, it'd be really slow and terrifying and awful, but also awesome, pretty awesome. Let's do it. Let's give me some fire ants. Okay, so I'm voting Sex Panther or Griffin, and you're voting Fire Ants. Oh, definitely Fire Ants. Which actually totally would be a terrible way to go. Yeah. Yeah. If I want to, like, if I'm going to die by, like, animal hands or or claws or pincers or whatever, then I want it to be awesome and slow. So we've revealed that you are a masochist. (laughs) Yeah, probably. Um, The next story, um, speaking of eating things... The Onion is a fake newspaper mm-hmm. that uh, runs joke articles. It's one of the most popular websites and fake news mm-hmm. uh, sites that are possibly out there. Um, I ran one of their news agencies, ran an Onion article as uh, fact, ran it, quoted the article. Uh, the article, the headline was, Americans prefer Ahmadinejad to Obama. <laughs> Basically touting how he says there's no gay people in Iran. (laughs) So most Americans agree that we need him to solve our gay problem. (laughs) Iran ran this story as a real article, then apologized for running it. Um, The semi-official mouthpiece of Iran's Revolutionary Guard, which means, I mean, I'm going to assume that most news outlets in Iran are controlled by their government. So their government saw the story and and immediately was like, Americans Love <laughs> Read this story and run with it. Uh, although it does not justify our mistake, we do believe that if a free opinion poll is conducted in the U.S., a majority of Americans would prefer anyone outside the U.S. political system to President Barack Obama and American statesmen. So they're even trying to back talk. Like, even though we totally clearly fucked up and ran a satire as real news, we think the U.S. is ready for this kind of change. But here's the thing. Like, Republicans on Facebook do the same shit. So oh, I yes. say that the crazy Iranian Muslim like like extremists and Facebook Republicans are the same person. You ever seen them in the same place? No, they're Batman. Well, my favorite part of the story besides the he doesn't have a gay problem is that <laughs> what they really responded to was that uh, the responders in the Onion story also said they'd rather have a beer or go to a baseball game with the Iranian dictator and like the fact that Ahmadinejad doesn't try to hide the fact that he's Muslim. <laughs> Which is my favorite quote from the article. <laughs> Which, totally, I kind of now understand why they might have picked up on that. Because a, ma- a lot of Americans, not a majority, but a percentage that I'm very uncomfortable with, still A, believe that Obama is secretly Muslim, and B, believe that that would be a bad thing. <laughs> and do not understand that Muslim does not equal terrorist. Oh, no, but it does, though. <laughs> He's joking. He's joking. He's I joking. don't know that I am. He's joking. Um. So yeah, I um. 
I don't know about that. I don't know how I feel about um, all Muslims being terrorists. All Muslims being terrorists. Um, well, first of all, I immediately want to want to let people know that they that's all wear. They all okay. <clears throat> they all wear burqas and turbans, so you know they are all connected to Voldemort in some way. Oh, dear so, God. Oh, dear yeah. God. <laughs> and Voldemort is the ultimate evil. Allah is the ultimate evil. So we combine those things, and there you go. You have it. So Harry Potter is so, the story of yeah, fighting what Muslims. Saying, yeah. <laughs> what I'm saying is, like, the Catholic Church and, like, the Christians and stuff should not have been, like, against Harry Potter, which is before the time where we knew that, like, all Muslims are, like, supporting the Dark Lord. So wherever you go, there you are. Okay, moving on. <laughs> the most um, painful story of the entire week is uh, just reading this makes me hurt so badly. Guy, no, you look you look pretty. You look like you're in pain. Guy foolishly takes back girlfriend, who literally, and the word literally is being used literally here, hmm? bit his balls off. Why would you know? I wouldn't befriend someone who did that to me. The story goes like this. A mother, who was jailed for biting off her partner's testicles, has been back in court after the pair rekindled their romance. How do you... So, I, I've had bad girlfriends <laughs> in the past. Um, I, um, I've, I've, I've had a girl hit me before. I've had uh, girls cheat on me. I've never had a girlfriend bite into my testicles. I didn't take those other girls back. I'd like to assume, like, she must give amazing blowjobs for that one time. Like, no, no, but seriously, when she's down there, like... <laughs> you don't even notice. But you, I guarantee you, he's never letting her near his junk Oh, again. God, no, yeah. Um, so, Martin Douglas required emergency surgery and 19 stitches to reattach his scrotum after the drunken assault by his then-girlfriend, Maria Topp. But after rekindling their unlikely romance, Top says she was stabbed in the back after he reported her to police for breaching her restraining order. So maybe he took her back to dick her over with the police department. I don't... I don't know how to take this in. This is terrifying. The world is evil. I don't want to live on it anymore. (laughs) Like, how... Like that's like the like the like clearly there had to be things leading up to that. Like no one just snaps me and like I'm just gonna bite your testicles off. Like that's already a bad girlfriend or a bad like acquaintance at all. Like someone who would like bite your testicles off because there are warning signs. Well, you know when she puts on a crab like a, one of those like, lobster <laughs> bibs and gets the melted butter before she goes down on you. I would go ahead and say that um, nothing good's gonna come of that. <laughs> Is there, like, did they reattach them to him? Oh, yeah. She had, he had 19, 19 stitches. Well. Um, but you don't forget something like that. Yeah. Also, I'm pretty sure that, like, the important shit has been severed. So, I mean, like, you can't forget that. <laughs> um, in another story this week, and we're not making this up, uh, Colorado veterinarians say marijuana use is on the rise among dogs. <laughs> in other studies that should not be done. <laughs> Apparently, dogs are going to doctors and getting their weed card. Um, while dogs high on weed YouTube videos is wildly popular, Colorado vets are warning pet owners, although most dogs survive, <laughs> most weed all your Funyuns. Yeah, they will make you listen to fish nonstop. <laughs> And tell you about the Monty Python sketches that weren't funny. <laughs> you just don't understand them. Um, ingesting marijuana can apparently be life-threatening to a dog, or at the very least, 
a bad trip for them. <laughs> so if you don't want your dog to flip out and start biting your testicles, I would suggest not blowing Bring it. Bring it back around. Smoke. This episode is called Bringing It Back Around with Ralph All these Taylor. stories can be tied together. Because um, the world's crazy, right? You know, like crazy stuff. Yes, exactly. Did you hear that a, that a grizzly bear escaped from the Pittsburgh Zoo and hitchhiked. They don't even have thumb. I think they might have thumbs. I don't know. I don't know the anatomy of a bear. But a grizzly bear escaped from the Pittsburgh Zoo, hitchhiked to Wintersville, and raped Mayor Bob Gale to death. I'm not with making that 18 up. Bear with his 18-inch bear penis yes. with the spikes. That is a thing I wish I didn't know. Yes. That, um... Our mayor died this week yeah. by after a grizzly bear attack. And because the word grizzly being used very strongly. Everything in Wintersville is pretty much already like the Thunderdome. Like, no one even batted an eyelash. No, we nice. immediately replaced him with a bear mayor. <laughs> a spokesperson for the city said, this will never happen again. <laughs> That's in this week's weird so new new so weird it must be true and it is right it's <laughs> totally true that's a totally true we're developing story. segments for you people okay um anyways um mm-hmm. I think that about brings us to the uh, close of the first episode of what, the what, uh, podcast what time here. are we on right now what uh, time are we working with here forty we get, uh, forty minutes that's wow I, I we got more than I assumed we did because I did no research for this <laughs> this was a nice little little intro to what we're gonna be doing on the podcast um, if you guys have weird news stories whether they're local uh, or world news uh, go ahead and visit the uh, spiderduck uh, com spiderduck.net dot org dot edu spider duck our producer is looking very disapprovingly we're gonna go ahead and take a peek behind the curtain here uh trevor the uh producer of the uh show here who has been recording this will have the real website name for us here that would be spider duck network.com there it is spider duck network.com network.com backslash um, uh, Trevor was also feeding me a couple of extra news stories there at the end to complete and let you behind the curtain. Uh, you can go on to spiderducknetwork.com. I'm actually going on to it right now. Um, and you can actually shop on Amazon. Uh, we'll have some links up to maybe some of the stories that we talked about. We're going to have blogs. Um, you can buy, I think, a girlfriend who bites your testicles <laughs> off. Uh, or I will come to your house and bite your testicles off for we'll a nominal fee. Link to an, to an eBay uh, uh, sale where someone is selling an umbilical cord, slightly <laughs> used, uh, to choke your your own offspring whenever they uh, appear. Uh, offspring a, not included. With a gag and sink just acts of subterfuge. And years of therapy. <laughs> so that's pretty much it. Uh, listen to uh, more episodes of the uh, podcast. This is uh, the only one. Too soon with uh, Ralph and Taylor. And hopefully we will have one of these every week. Uh, thank you very much for listening. Thank and, you. Uh, anything to say before we sign off? I uh, thank you. I adore you. Thank you. And that is our closing tag. Thank you. I adore, I adore you. you. Thank you. Like, a, like some <laughs> obsessive compulsive freak. <laughs> Namaste.